1: to asia to deal with china in particular and of course most of the first 16 months have been everywhere else uh, dealing with everything from ukraine and russia uh, to issues right here at home But president biden has uh, jumped on the plane is going to meet with allies in korea and japan what will that mean will the pivot be made let's begin think you know the news of the day think again uh, Jonathan Bench is a board member for World Trade Center, Utah, as well as an attorney who helps public and private companies with international and domestic business transaction. Recently, he accompanied Governor Spencer Cox on his trade mission to Mexico. So he knows a little bit about how these uh, trips tend to go down. Jonathan, thanks for joining us today.
0: Thank you. It's great to be with
1: you. So as the as the president is uh, now somewhere on his way, uh, first stop is in Korea. Uh, He's trying to make that pivot to Asia. Uh, Obviously, there's a whole host of things going on as it relates to China. Uh, Give us just a little bit of of your sense of uh, what is the lay of the land? Uh, What what are the real goals and targets of this mission from the president?
0: I think there's several things going on. Uh, President Biden is trying to signal to our allies in Asia that we are serious about supporting them. I think the way that we dealt with the fallout from Afghanistan shook a lot of our allies. Um, you know, on the back of a, a Trump administration where we saw a lot of uh, a lot of chest pounding as well. And so I think a lot of our international counterparts are wondering how serious is the United States about supporting its allies and, and to what lengths will we go as a nation to support them uh, in terms of threats from China, threats from Korea, um, economic difficulties from a COVID fallout. There are a lot of concerns. Everyone's looking to the United States for leadership still. And so uh, this trip, I see that as as reassuring as his first trip uh, to Asia as president. I I see that that is a signal that we're getting.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love the fact that you brought up Afghanistan. I, I was not expecting that, but I, I think you've hit something that's really important in terms of that reassurance uh, to our allies that we will be there. Uh, any other insight into that or things that, that you expect the president will try to do or you hope he tries to do in terms of kind of reissuing or uh, rebuilding that trust and that confidence in the United States as an ally in the region?
0: Yeah, let me give you a little bit of more context. It turns from China background, because my I've been studying Chinese in China for 20 years. And so I'm I'm a student. I'm a a fan of China in many ways, but I'm also a a hard realist. And so when we look at what China has been doing ever since we helped China accede to the WTO in the early 2000s, we we wanted to help China. China was. Uh, using a, a little bit of subterfuge and saying, you know, we're just a backwards country full of people who don't know how to do business. When in reality, they are crafting a long strategy to uh, to surpass the United States as the global superpower. And so that's the context that we're looking at all of this in is, is how how is the U.S. Uh, going to counter China? Uh, you know, we were trying to do it militarily with, with projecting out in the Pacific. We're also just trying to reassure everyone, including the Chinese people, that, that the U.S. is going to continue to play a strong role. So, for instance, um, recently China and Solomon Islands signed a security pact that really panicked New Zealand and Australia, particularly because the Pacific has always been the U.S. Uh, U.S. military home territory. And so uh, China has not only been entering into, into uh, economic partnerships with, with various countries on, on its Belt and Road Initiative, but these these security pacts are a new type of influence that China is trying to exert around the world and uh, encounter to the U.S. as much as it can. So President Biden really has to take a strong stance. You know, we, we built up the quad last year, if you were paying attention. Uh, the U.S., Australia, India, Japan quad framework was very prominent in the news. And so we see the new South Korean president, uh, Yoon so yo coming in, being more hawkish toward China. And so we see... If you've been paying attention, the, um, the difficulties with Russia and Ukraine have accelerated China's timeline. And a lot of people said that's an unintentional acceleration. China was not ready to accelerate its timeline as quickly, but Russia played the card. China backed, uh, reiterated its, its support for Russia on the eve of the Ukraine invasion. And so everyone is looking at each other across the poker table now trying to figure out the uh, who played their cards wrong, and how did it happen this way? Uh, but I see, uh, I see everything positive in the way President Biden is going to be dealing with this, and and going to Japan, and uh, announcing the new Indo-Pacific economic framework. We understand. So there are. It's not just a a security. I think this is important to mm. to Asian economies, especially that they understand the U.S. commitment is not just to U.S. national security interests; it is to uh, our the, our allies and their economic interests, which often speaks much louder
1: But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness.
0: I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles.
1: Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think that's so important. The, the economics of it all is is interesting, and uh, obviously on the uh, the defense component to it, uh, China and Taiwan, how that's playing out is as you mentioned in terms of uh, who's playing what card, when, where, and why. And then, of course, we've also got North Korea, uh, who's been rattling a few sabers and uh, testing a few of those long range missiles. Always.
0: <laughs> North Korea. North Korea is always trying to remind us that they're there, they're right? there. even with their even even with their latest COVID wave that they're calling just a fever. Uh, you know, North Korea knows when the spotlight is on Asia, and North Korea is so good at at, at saber rattling. Uh, we should expect it. I mean, it is, it's always a concern, of course, to our South Korean allies and Japanese. It's a very real, clear, present concern as as long as everything is in power in North
1: Korea. Yeah. Anything else uh, that you're watching for as uh, this uh, this trip takes place? Again, this is an important one, uh, both uh, in terms of security interest, but also in terms of economic interest. What else are you watching for?
0: Um, you know, I have to put a plug in for uh, the China Challenge Summit that we're hosting on June 9th. Because we're, we're bringing it together, and so I, I, I deflect a little bit because I, I know a lot, but I, I am candid enough to know that I don't know everything. So, in this, and I'm going there to learn as well as to speak on June 9th down at Utah Valley University. So, Chinachalangesummit.com, uh, it's going to be bringing together a huge cadre of impressive people. We've got John Huntsman, Matt Pottinger, Nadia Shadlow, former Net, uh, Deputy National Security Advisors. Uh, we have think tanks that are coming, I mean, world class world-class talent and expertise is coming to Utah in less than a month. And everyone who has any kind of interest in China should be there and should, uh, should bring their notebooks. And uh, whether, you're kind of, whether you're looking at it from a humanitarian perspective or from a, from a business perspective, there are important reasons for everyone to understand all of those dynamics. Yeah. So ultimately, I will answer your question. So ultimately, um, I, expect, I expect good things, right? I mean, markets and businesses need certainty. Certainly with the way the economy is looking right now, uh everyone, everyone wants certainty, and certainty is what, is, what is, uh, is what breeds good business environments. And so to the extent that we show our long-term commitment through these agreements um, and through this signaling that we're doing on the international stage, that will do good for markets. It will, it will uh, encourage CEOs and others to continue to build their businesses abroad. And Utah has a big stake in that. Yeah. Utah has a huge portion of our economy is built on the back of international business, and so I, I only see it as a positive for Utah, which continues to be an economic leader, uh, even in the face of of COVID.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great insight. Uh, Jonathan Bench uh, joining us. And again, that uh, China Challenge Summit down at Utah Valley University in conjunction with World Trade Center, Utah, June the 9th. We're going to be keeping our eye on that one as well. Uh, the people coming in are just really extraordinary. The conversations will be absolutely fascinating. Uh, Jonathan Bench, again, board member for World Trade Center, Utah. And uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Great insight as always. It's been great. Thank you, Bob. All right, uh, good stuff there from from Jonathan. As the president wings his way uh, towards Asia, again, first stop is going to be South Korea. Then he will move on to Japan. Uh, and as Jonathan pointed out, I think it's important to note that uh, that yes, there there is the national security interest component. Uh, I love the fact that Jonathan raised Afghanistan and. How the way the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan and the fallout there really shook a lot of our partners and a lot of our allies and raised the questions. Can we trust the U.S. to really be there? Will they really have our back? And so I think that's an important objective for the president is to restore that trust. And then also obviously dealing with a multitude of things with China, with North Korea, uh, the economics of it, uh, I think, is a big component that we've got to keep our eye on as well. It's an important region. It's an area that President Biden wanted to begin his presidency with, uh, and he gets to go and do it now. Uh, he has lots of opportunities to make a difference. Security and economy, supply change, it's going to impact all of us. Keep your eye on it. We will as well. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.